Yes. <laughs> per that's actually a perfect analogy. I my one of my uh, sister my sister in law bought me a book for Christmas called uh, I Could Pee on This, and it's a book full of cat poems, and it is one of them is legitimately. Um, it starts with like, hey, pay attention to me. Hey, pay attention to me. Why aren't you paying attention to me? And then it like goes on like that for like t like 10 lines. And then yeah. it goes, um, oh, I didn't actually think you were going to listen to me. Um, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Go away. Dude, and that is <laughs> and fa like, that's facts, like, bro. That, that is a cat in a nutshell. Cats hate humans. And it's just the basis of everything. That dude, that um, that literally is that's cats in a nutshell. Literally, like my cat will literally like hop onto my bed and get my attention. And then when I give her the attention, she just hops off and like lays down on the floor. Exactly. Our cat, Odin, will go after, he has this one mouse he has that he loves. It's his favorite mouse of all time. We don't know where we got it from. We think it was just in one of those like random like um, uh, cat stockings that just has a bunch of variety of toys in it. So it wasn't like a brand name or anything. It was just a random right. thing we found at the dollar store. And of course, that's the one thing he loves. And it has to be around him at all times or he will throw a fit. Um. <laughs> And so we found it recently after the big move and he keeps losing it. And so then it's on me to find it. Cause if I don't, I have to withstand him biting and clawing my legs yeah. until I find it. <laughs> and my wife is like, you're just encouraging him to do that. I'm like, I don't want my legs to be bleeding. Cause my cat's biting me. So I'm going to find the damn toy. Right, like I was under the couch and he only, he always puts it under the damn couch. <laughs> It's like, I'm not encouraging him. I'm just trying to save my legs. I'm defending myself from our abusive house pet. And then, and then watch your legs get all messed up. And she's going to be like, well, you had it coming. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, you can't, I'm damned if I do. And I'm damned if I don't. Exactly. No. Oh, that's man. the way of the world. Uh, but yeah, no, everyone. Welcome back. Cleveland. Do you think they noticed we were gone for like six months probably not i mean i didn't even I, notice i tried to be really quiet when i came in to the office today and be like no one will know it yeah so i and we've been here this entire time <laughs> and everyone else's systems just screwed up and they didn't get all the podcasts we made for the last six months yeah i mean everybody for like full context like seriously i randomly got a message from steven this morning that was like hey don't we have a podcast and i was like oh yeah i think we do and he's like Shouldn't we be recording? And I was like, oh, yeah, I think we should. <laughs> I, thought, I thought somebody else did. I didn't think we were doing it. No one wants to hear my goddamn opinion about anything. <laughs> but, yeah, no, with, with the end of last year, everything kind of just hit the fan. I think in our last episode, we were talking about how I had bought a house. Yeah. We moved into the house. And I don't know why, what this is, but, like, you buy a house that was recently flipped. And you're like, yeah, the house is, like, perfect. It's done. We don't have to worry about anything. Bullshit um there's so many weird little things that happen with just you living in it and just like kind of like it's kind of like getting a new pair of shoes oh yeah they never fit right away and you gotta wear them for a while and it's a little uncomfortable and you don't really know why they're uncomfortable eventually you work it out and they're comfy again yeah and that's the, the exact same thing with owning a house because like we had electrical issues i had plumbing issues i had um this random pipe on the side of my house that was just up chucking sewage randomly for unknown reasons um so, so it was just like every weekend I was calling another person be like, hey, come fix this. Hey, come fix this. And it wasn't until like three months ago, everything stopped. And my wife and I just sat and looked at each other being like, 
I don't think we have any big projects to do. <laughs> so you know what? Um, to your point about like comparing it to like new shoes. So here's a question that I've always wondered. Like, obviously, I'm not a homeowner. Like, I, I'm in an apartment. So like, I'm not. In, I've I've never had a home of my own besides like my old family home. But yeah. um, one of the things about new shoes that always is like conflicting for me is like, yes, I just bought these really nice shoes, and like, yes, I really want to wear them. But oh my god, the new shoe smell! Like, I don't want to get rid of that odor. Like, it's so, like I'm almost hesitant to put on the shoes because I want to keep it in that like perfect, you know, you gotta keep that new shoe, that new like leathery faux leather smell. Yeah, yeah. So like, box. so like I'm wondering as like a homeowner, like do you get that feeling where it's like, oh, like it's new. It's like, you know, like this is our new home. But at the same time, like, like I don't want to do too much that will like screw up the, the new kind of feeling of it. Like, do you ever get, did you guys get that? Like a little bit so, of that? So we had the, we had kind of, yeah, I guess we kind of had that. Cause like, so we, we've rented so many different places over the last six years of going everywhere across the country with my wife getting her PhD and in every one of these places we've lived, we couldn't do anything to the walls. Like we couldn't paint. And if we did, we had to paint it back to its original color. And we just didn't want to do any of that. And we didn't want to do any damage to the walls because then you lose part of your security deposit, your security deposit. And so we never wanted to do anything to the walls. But now that we own the house, like we got the loan from the bank, we signed the papers, they gave us the house keys. We walk into the house and we're like talking, oh, I want to put a shelf up here. I'm going to hang my TV here. But then once you get to the moment, you have the drill in your hand and you're about to put in that first hole, you're like, I can't, though, because in my head, I'm like, I'm still renting. I'm not supposed to damage the walls because then I'll lose my security deposit. I'm like, oh, no, wait, I own this house. I can just do, do whatever damage the to it want. if I want, and then I can fix it or pay somebody to fix it. And so when I hung up my TV in my game room and slash my like, you know, my nerd cave, um, it was I like sat there and I like measured out like where the studs are. I marked it. I rechecked it with a stud finder. I checked it like 10 more times to make sure it was right because I didn't want to screw it up. And then later in the week, I was like putting up some just shelves and I totally botched where I was putting it. And I was like, eh, whatever. And I threw spackle on it and painted over it. And I just completely forgot I ever did it. And it's just kind of like that moment of like <laughs> we own the house but we still have this mentality of renting or right. like, we don't want to do any damage because then we have to pay to fix it. Where in actuality it's like, you can live with the damage because you own it. But at the same time, you don't want to look like a bunch of schlubs, but um, yeah, no. So we've been for the last like three or four months between my wife and I going on trips and everything with, you know, us being both vaccinated and we can kind of start seeing family again. Um, we've been doing these small projects every single time we're home. And like, it's finally gotten to the point now where we have everything done that we can do. And until we can get somebody to come in and do projects for us, like, you know, put install like a nice, uh, um, we want to put in a really nice, like seating area in our mudroom for like a place to put your shoes on and hang up jackets and everything. And we just want to get like a, a custom made one in there. And then my wife wants to get like a nice electric fireplace in the living room. And we just want to check to make sure we have the correct wattage for everything like that. But like, we're kind of getting to the point now where it's just like, it's our house, it's our home now. We're kind of relaxing a little bit more. We're kind of enjoying it finally. But for the first like three months, it was nothing but stress and heartache. And it was so crazy. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine, dude. Thank you for enlightening me. So I know what to expect when it comes time for me to purchase a new home. <laughs>
oh my god like and yeah it's it it is an adventure and an experience that everyone if possible can experience to do it but once you do it once i cannot picture doing this again like <laughs> i heard like the guy who we bought it from he's a flipper so he goes around and he buys these homes and he flips them and then sells them and flips them and sells them right and i just can't picture trying to go through fighting to get to buy a house mm-hmm. every single month or so right like because he goes to he goes to house auctions he goes to these places to like fight for these homes and i'm like i would just hate myself because i like we looked for a year and i was like getting to the point where i'm like we're just gonna stay in the apartment forever there's no homes out there it's impossible i'm not gonna try to find anything it's it's a waste of my time but like some people just love this industry i guess i don't know yeah a lot of people do um trust me and there is a lot of money to be made if you can find the right niche sort of or niche sort of and kind of fit into it because i'll never forget when i was in college um one of my friends, we went, I like, I went to visit his place. He lived in like Hollywood Hills and I went to visit him and like, we were both like 19, 20 at the time, but he had two older brothers who one was 21. And I think the other one was like maybe 22. And both of them were already like making six figures because uh, his dad did house flipping. And instead of going to college, they went through the route of like just working for him and i'll never forget like one of them pulled up in like a porsche <laughs> and i was like oh dude i was like how old are you and he was like dude i just turned 21 this was my birthday gift and i was like damn your dad got you that and he's like oh no don't get it twisted buddy i bought this for myself <laughs> like i can't even picture growing up in a world like that and like i'm sure they worked hard to get that money and yeah like, you know it's not it wasn't just like you know they were not trust fund kids or whatever right but just being 21 and owning a dream car like that like a porsche like, yeah it's not my dream car but like to have that at that young of an age it's like where do you go from here right like, i think about that all the time when it comes to like olympic gold medalists like the the one gymnast who was like 15 and she won like three or four at the age of 15 i'm like what do you do after that like right. you're just set you're good <laughs> like you're kind of just competing with yourself after that yeah and like I, I guess i just don't have that mentality or that way of looking at stuff to be that competitive all the time like i would just get exhausted <laughs> i feel you but yeah no um so with the last year since we're now in magically 2022 and you know all everything's good now because you know it's a new year yeah um we, I wanted to take a quick moment and I wanted to look back at the because we only did not only but we did 13 episodes last year mm-hmm. um, and we started let's see when when did we post our first one so we f- pushed out our first one on June 3rd 2021 which would, would technically was like our Demon Slayer part two um, which right off the bat I love it to see it we had 23 people listen to that we had 23 <gasps> plays which was pretty sweet because at that point we had no goddamn idea what we were doing. Still don't, um, by the way. We really don't. I'm I am honestly sitting in here trying to figure out why anybody would listen to me talk about buying a house. But hey, whatever, people do it. Um, and then from there we kind of stayed in like the mid teens, like 17, 16 for the rest of the Demon Slayer series. And I think a lot of people had to drop off from the Demon Slayer because like Cleveland, I know you read the entire manga. Um, you have two you now. I have to, I did too. I binged it. Cause I like, once I got to like the last like 10 volumes, I just couldn't stop reading it. It was so freaking good. Um, 
but I'll, a couple of my friends I talked to who were like listening to our podcast, he goes, yeah, no, I wanted to listen to more of the Demon Slayer series, but you guys were so much further ahead than me and I didn't want to like have anything spoiled. Right. Um, so that's something we may kind of take into consideration into the future, but um, it was definitely a learning experience for us. Yeah. Cause um, like um, one thing, and I, I'm sure our listeners know this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Like one thing that to keep in mind is that when you've read everything, it's extremely difficult sometimes to kind of put up that barrier of like what is spoiler territory and what isn't. Oh yeah, no, because like you just because well actually Cleveland, you and I came across this recently because I mentioned I had started reading Black Clover mm-hmm. um, over over the Christmas break, and you instantly wanted to go into a deep dive conversation with me, and I yeah. had to be like, "Whoa, dude, hang on, like, I'm like two volumes in here, buddy. Like I've barely even scratched the surface of this massive series." And I'm like, knowing you, you stayed up like two days and read the entire thing. Yeah. So I was so like, I kind of had to put a break on Cleveland and be like, hey, let's let's give me a give me like a month and then we'll come back and we'll circle back to this conversation. (laughs) More material I can work with you on. Um, But yeah, so then after the Demon Slayer series, we jumped into beginning after the end, which um, huge shout out to Cleveland on this one. He was such a proponent for us to talk about this series. I fell in love with the series. I still need to f- catch up on it because I was doing the audiobooks, but mm-hmm. now I have the, the physical books or the whatever, the Kindle version of the books. So I have to read through the rest of those. But that one then took the first place slot with 26 plays. So that one. So everyone really liked beginning after the end. And I think we should probably circle back to that series. Oh, absolutely. Um, on Speaking on the beginning after the end, a little news for you, Stephen. The creator, Turtle Me. He stated that he'll actually have the ninth volume um, completed and published early this year. Oh, really? And that'll be is that is that going to be the final chapter? Or is there no, um, I, he says he wants to complete it in 11 volumes total. So this will okay. be the ninth installment. And um, the, the what I love about Turtle Me and kind of the way he releases his publications is like right after he releases it, the audio book comes out quickly after that. Yeah, so I may I may just have to take some of my Christmas money and just buy the rest of those audiobooks. Cause like <laughs> this series, like the beginning after the end series, was such a surprise for me because I thought it was just going to be you know it's a because it, it started out as a webtoon. Yeah. Or no, or did it start out? No, as a it started novel. off as a light novel. Light yeah. novel, and then I I came across it um, because of Cleveland through webtoons, and I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of entertaining. And it wasn't until I really dived into it, I was like, oh shit, this is a good series. So definitely, I think beginning after the end had a big um we had a lot of people listen to that first episode and i think so many people wanted to actually dive into the series a lot of people dropped off for that that entire series we did because we did about six series mm-hmm. six episodes on it and you know we got about nine or ten i i am i love anybody who listens to our stuff anybody who takes time seriously and listens to us ramble about dumb shit i love it and i just i really want more people to just have a way to break away from the monotony of your job of like you know Ooh, sitting the monotony for... getting fancy hey, i read i read some books i'm a smart boy been reading in the college. dictionary i read that i read that in that them dare library with the <laughs> words and stuff um god i hate you anyway um and then after beginning after the end then we went into the witcher nightmare of the wolf that one had 26 plays as well so we're currently tied for first and then Ooh, our last everybody episode, love a little witcher. 
oh, everyone loves The Witcher, and we are definitely Ooh, talking about season two. That old Geralt, he got them yellow oh, eyes and the, the white hair. Oh my goodness, I do believe I am getting the vapors. Um, <laughs> I, I hate, I, I don't know why I do that voice, but everyone finds it hilarious, and I hate that I do it. Um, and then at the number one slot right now, and I think we need to give Cleveland a little round of applause for this one, Dance of Dragons Part 1 got 35 plays so i believe from this point on we have to refer to cleveland as professor cleveland because he did teach us everything we need to know about dance of dragons and pretty much everything we need to know about uh targaryens going forward so apparently you can turn worms into dragons (laughs) so the interesting interesting thing about the human brain is you can do out of 10 things you can do nine of them correct but the one thing you do incorrect will haunt you for the rest of your life and with that specific stream i have to get this out for the listeners okay so i repeatedly over that stream kept identifying dragonstone as the southernmost point of valeria that is wrong and i knew it was wrong yet i kept saying it because for some reason i wasn't registering what was actually coming out of my fucking mouth um it's actually the westernmost point of old valeria or was the westernmost point hence the whole westeros thing (laughs) i just wanted to clarify that if you turn the map it becomes the southern point if you turn it enough (laughs) (laughs) i i just wanted to clarify that because every time i listen to that i cannot get that out of my head of like why the fuck do i keep saying the southernmost point it's it's one of those things that like you know you you just you get stuck in your head and then every single time you go back to refer to it you just repeat it again and again and i get it uh there was i forget there was one time i was talking about i want to say it was the batman animated series and for some reason i kept referring to no matter which robin it was it could have been dick grayson it could have been any of the other ones but i always referred to all of them as jason todd (laughs) my boy jason and i'm just like i i hate myself because i know why i continually reference them as jason todd is because of cleveland because all he ever wants to talk to me about is how sweet jason todd is dude dude ask my ex-girlfriend she didn't even read that shit but she knew all about jason todd because of me like she literally for my birthday got me like a red hood batman shirt with like the red bat symbol for jason todd that's sick yeah did, um did i ever show you a photo of what my wedding cake looked like no okay so so my wife and i had been together before we got married we'd been together for nine and a half years she hates that it's been nine and a half she wanted it to be 10 but it was only nine and a half <laughs> anyway so i'm a huge batman nerd i talk about batman all the time i dragged her to all the movies you know i would watch all the animated series and she just hated it but she just knows i love batman so on our wedding cake, our cake was actually divided vertically. One half was a traditional wedding cake. And then if you rotated the cake, it was a Batman-themed wedding cake. And so it looked like the on each tier of the cake, it was a different layer of Gotham skyline. Yeah. Ooh, and then in the center shit. of it, there was a bat symbol shining out onto the actual cake. And uh, so for the rest of the wedding... Uh, people would come up to the table and turn the cake to their preferred side. And it got to a point where, some, where my wife dope. wanted to turn it back to like the classical, you know, wedding, the, the uh, 
the normal wedding cake look and she like judo chopped the side of the cake at the very base of it <laughs> before we even got to cutting it and i was like the middle of dinner and she walks up to me with her hand covered in like cr- and like frosting or whatever i'm like and you were worried i was gonna do that next <laughs> and i was like yeah an accident you just couldn't wait for the cake could you just go shut up <laughs> so is it bad that when you said like you cut the cake vertically i immediately thought about the unforgivable youtube videos oh god <laughs> do you remember those i do so there remember, there's one video where he talks about like slitting some kid's wrist he's like and i slit his wrist vertically <laughs> jesus oh my god which just <laughs> And when you said that, I don't know why. I just immediately thought of that, like, stereotypical, loud, angry black dude being like, and I cut the cake vertically. Vertically. (laughs) Oh, my God. But anyway, so I wanted to take a quick minute here. I know it's been 20 minutes, but who cares? Um, (laughs) Thank you to everybody who listened to our previous episodes. Um, This is, like I have, we've said a hundred times, it is legitimately a more or less therapeutic way for cleveland and i to rant and rave about the shit we love yeah and if you guys have opinions or things that you want us to cover or you think that we don't know about and we should know about definitely let us know you can always send us messages on instagram or on the twitters because i'm an old man so i have to say the twitters if i don't cleveland will correct me of course um but yeah and if you guys too um another thing i wanted to point out too is like like, just because we talk about this stuff does by no means mean that we think that we're, like, experts on it. Like, even with, like, the Game of Thrones stuff, as much as, I like, I know about Game of Thrones or I believe I know, I know that there's a lot of shit that I'm probably wrong about or that I misremember or that, you know, I may have gotten confused in terms of, like, the timeline of what happens first. So if you guys ever see that, like, don't be afraid to call us out. You know, leave a comment or reach out and just say, hey, I really like your stream, but or I really like your episode, but there's a couple things you got wrong. Like, because for me, like, I'm one of those people where like, for some reason, I hate the sound of my own voice, which makes me loathe re-listening to like myself talk. So it may be a while for me to catch some of my mistakes because I've just been putting off listening to myself speak. So, like, if I get someone who listens before me and right away is like, yo, you fucked that up, like, that would just be such a relief to me than having to, like, listen to my own annoying voice to find out where I fucked up. My my biggest thing is whenever I hear my voice, I think of my brother. Because <laughs> me and my brother, one, we look similar. And two, when I hear my own voice in my head, I don't sound like my brother. But then right. when I listened to the podcast episode, I sound identical to my brother. And I was like, now I understand why people thought we were twins for like a weird point of time. But yeah, dude, I'm super conflicted about my voice because like my voice does not sound to me at all like what it sounds to other people. And to me, my voice, I always think that like I sound like a little kid. Like that's how it feels in my voice. And then like oh, I'll no, talk to other exactly people. exactly how I feel. And I'll I talk to other people and they'll like be like, dude, feel. you have a pretty deep voice when you want to. And I'm like, okay, A, what does when I want to mean? And B, and B, like, what are you talking about? Because I do not hear it at all. Yeah, no, I honestly, for the longest time, I believed I had a very high-pitched voice. Because in my head, I always thought it sounded high and squeaky and annoying. Right, that's yeah. That's why I hated it. But then I went back and I started to listen to our podcast, and I was like, why does my voice sound so deep? <laughs> did, but hey, it's, did, it's, it's, did, it's one did, of those... Did something drop mid mid episode? 
was talking about Batman. I just really thought it would be cool if, uh, you know, Jason Todd, you know, that's the evolution of my voice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but uh, on to, you know, the main point of kind of what we're here to talk about, which is we just wanted to take um, the first episode to kind of just catch up and have a free forming discussion about like whatever the hell we want. Uh, and then, you know, in later episodes, we'll move back more into like a more structured, like specific topic that we want to talk about sort of thing. So today we just kind of want to catch up and, you know, kind of see where both of us are at. So Steve, one of the things I wanted to ask you is like, what are you recently, like, what are what the big things that you're recently like reading or watching or, you know, catching up on? So the, the big thing I'm currently watching right now is, um, I'm re-watching Cowboy Bebop for Ooh. like the fifth time um, for my birthday or no for Christmas. I think I got a, you know, top 100 anime poster that you scratch them off when you finish or whatever. Okay. And that was one of the ones on there. And I was like, you know what? I haven't watched Cowboy Bebop since I was like in high school or whatever. So I I'm, I'm rewatching Cowboy Bebop. I'm having so many flashbacks to when I first watched that show. Um, and it is still as entertaining as usual it's nothing ever goes right for for spike and faye valentine is something i should not have seen as a small child um it's just far too much sex appeal for one human being to handle and uh, <laughs> other than that uh the most recent show i just finished is arcane i think that's the name yeah arcane? on netflix on netflix and holy crap I want more of whatever the hell that is. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard nothing but good things about it. I still haven't watched it yet, and I don't really know why I haven't. <laughs> you know how like there's something. You know how there you know there's something that you should watch, and you can't really think of a reason not to watch it yet. You still don't watch it. No, I totally get that. That that is a huge thing for me because if somebody tells me if I hear from everybody that oh you're gonna love this show this show's perfect for you oh you should watch it you'll love it you'll love it it makes me not want to watch it <laughs> i don't know why i think it's just because then if it doesn't meet the expectations then i'm like do people just not know who i am or right. do i just have really weird taste that doesn't make sense and there's there's something like remarkably re rewarding about like self-discovery i i understand that too because like i got so hyped when i found uh that one anime not anime webtoon um called like mercenary teenager and it was called something different yeah mercenary enrollment yeah exactly and i got so hyped when i found that and i was like oh my god i gotta tell cleveland about this it's so cool it's so awesome and of course cleveland already knew about it <laughs> i can't find anything new that cleveland doesn't already know about in the webtoon universe <laughs> but um no like arcane was that one that one of my really good friends was telling me i needed to watch it it was so good and i was like yeah it's on my list i'll get to it when i get to it whatever but I the just... moment i dived into it and like it's one of those ones you just got to go into it okay at first because there's a couple kind of slow episodes at the start yeah and it 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 doesn't it kind of start doesn't start going until about the mid part of the season but it it has amazing music like if anything just listen to the soundtrack oh that's always a it that's always a selling spoil point anything um the soundtrack is amazing it has like a mix of like pop music with house music and yes it it's just so amazing and i like to be honest i listen to it when i work out yeah that's how much i love it and yeah, i'm assuming just, it gives off like 
not not the game i'm talking about like the genre um it gives off like that cyberpunk genre oh yeah it's it's hella cyberpunk steampunk <sighs> um i don't know if you ever played the games or seen them uh dishonored oh yeah um, mm-hmm. it's very similar art design to that which makes me want the people who made arcane to yeah. make a dishonored show because <laughs> i think dishonored is such an awesome story arc and universe that this art matches that so much i'm just like come on guys right you're like painting the path to it let's just let's take just it. do it yeah and i just want to watch it yeah um, i'm not gonna lie like that like i i'm a pretty open-minded guy in terms of like what i find attractive but a cyberpunk chick that is just like <laughs> that is at the top of the list for me like i'm done like a cyberpunk chick walks in and says hello to me i'm like take my heart now well that that's what happened to me my wife walked into choir class in high school and she was wearing a goth outfit and i was like sold i'm done sold it's over it, 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 it you know ship, <laughs> um but yeah no so so arcane was the last one i just finished amazing loved it and then the other series i'm currently reading um which I don't know where this series has been hiding and I feel like someone's been hiding it from me and I'm going to find out who it is. And when I do, I'll be disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> I can't threaten people. I don't know how to, I'm too Midwestern um, <laughs> is uh, the Vinland saga. Yeah. And I, I have, I've seen it in passing before, but I've never actually picked it up and read it. And Oh my God, this is like game of Thrones meets Vikings meets anime meets please give me more and inject it directly into my freaking veins <laughs> i love the characters in it i love the main like the main character his name is thorfinn and he is just a little shit an asshole and just a terror all at the same time and everybody like mocks him and makes fun of him but when you look at him and as you're reading the story you're like this dude could destroy you if he wanted to and yet you guys are all just making fun of him because it's that it's that Viking. Um, it's that it's kind of that Viking mentality of everybody wanting to fight each other to prove each other. And they they're drunk half the time. They're just trying to get to their next meal. And they're just so pretty much barbaric and everything that nothing really scares them other than wanting to get to that next battle. Okay. And it's just such an interesting mentality to see in these characters. And then and it's I like a revenge it. theme too, right? Yeah, and it's it's a revenge plot while you also have like backstories of like kings trying to figure out which son should be his successor. And like they're like it, in this point, like the Danes have taken over in England. And so there's also the English rebellion that they're worried about. And so then Vikings are trying to make sure that they're partnered with the right clan. So that way they don't get overthrown and, it's such a good story arc and I'm only I've only read like five of the books that are currently out. I don't know how many there are. I want to say it's like maybe 15 books altogether, but each book is at least three to four hundred pages long. So it's a, a lot of content and the art style is just so beautiful. There's no excessive gore in it. There's some blood and violence in it because, you know, it's very Viking and barbarian like, but it's done in a way that it's not overdone. It's not just like gore porn at some point. It's actually done for a reason. It's done artistically. It's right. Done There's nicely. a purpose to it. 
there's a purpose to it. Like when you when you when they like do like a, a pan over a battlefield, you're gonna see dismembered bodies. You're gonna see headless things. Like that's just natural. But it's not just like oh now I'm gonna have an entire page of just bloodshed. Like it, they don't do anything like that. Yeah, I've and heard so, nothing but good things about it. But that's also another series that like I I tell myself I'm gonna get into and then I forget. And the thing was, is like for the longest time, I was like, oh, I'm just going to read it. And then I found out that it's actually like they made it into an actual anime show, like an actual like it's not live action, but it's animated. And um, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just watch it instead. But I'm, I'm just loving these books so much that and like Cleveland, you and I had this conversation, I think, yesterday where it's like sometimes you just have to go with the book because the book can just explain so much more so and much can more. actually show much more detail yeah. than any show can do because that's restricted by 30 minutes or an hour per episode right where a book you can take as much time looking at the art looking at the panels and getting that full story yeah where i just it's so much more adorable enjoyable for me at this point yeah and also another aspect of that that i don't think gets enough attention is um, even though a lot of new school authors have adapted the method of doing like weekly chapters because they yeah. can, you know, bring in profits from like Patreon and like the different apps that they're partnered with and stuff like that. But like in terms of traditional authors, like they just release the whole thing at once, like they don't have to deal with like the week to week fan reaction of a TV show right yeah. so you'll see mm -hmm. a tv show sometimes they'll have a specific plot and a specific plan in place only to alter it later because they're pressured by fans which ends up making the story worse because they're adding in elements that don't necessarily make sense they're just uh what do you call it fan service yeah exactly. authors don't have to worry about that because it's like this is my finished product like it or not yeah exactly and it just all gets released at once and there there's no changing it at that point it's been released it's been published the only way that it will ever change is if they like somehow get their opinion in in between volumes but right with vinland saga it's been out for so long that's not gonna happen but like those have been my big ones that i've been like watching and reading. all good ones um but and then i i will throw this one out as well um, I am currently rereading the uh, solo leveling, the three mangas that are. Oh, yeah. If you guys have not looked at solo leveling, like, honestly, stop the podcast, go find solo leveling anywhere you can, and just look at this dude's art. It's amazing. Just the art alone is mind boggling good. And then once you actually get into the story, say goodbye to your social life. Because, <laughs> like, I'll go in and be like, oh, I'm just going to, like, read it for my 15-minute break at work. And the next thing I know, I'm getting a message from my supervisor being like, why haven't you punched back in? And I was like, oh, shit. It's been an hour. <laughs> it, it's just this story that just sucks you in, and you just need to know what's going to come next. It's just yeah. so amazing to, to read. I love it. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, To kind of give the listeners kind of like a, a clear state of mind of kind of like how I go about reading all these different, you know, manga and manhwa kind of projects that Stephen alluded to is um, so basically like I'll have like I'll just be doing whatever I want throughout the day, but on Discord. I'm connected to all these channels that are related to new manhwa posts and new manga posts and new comic book posts. And so like, I'll be mind doing my own, you know, minding my own business, doing whatever the hell I'm doing. And then when I get that notification, like new solo level leveling chapter drop, like I'm going straight to it. <laughs> so like, so like I'll have like this internal struggle where like a part of my brain will be like, 
hey, let's catch up on The Witcher or something like that. And so like I'll go to Netflix and I'll turn it on and then I'll quickly get like a Discord message that's like new solo leveling chapter dropped and I'll have to tell my brain like, nah, fuck that. We're doing solo leveling. <laughs> no, 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 no. More solo leveling. <laughs> so like every – I constantly get pulled out of whatever I was doing to read the latest chapter of like whatever series I'm into. <laughs> that That's crazy. And it's know. every day. It's every fucking day, dude. I don't know if I'd be able to handle having that many notifications on my Discord. Oh, dude, you don't even want to see, like... Oh, I I get annoyed when I have, like, one unread bubble on a group. Uh, mine's over a thousand. Like, clear it. Clear it. <laughs> My, mine's <laughs> literally over a thousand. I'm not even kidding. To, to, to be honest, that does not shock me. I remember seeing your phone at work, and you have, like, 3,000 unread emails. And I'm like, what the... Or, like, I think there was one time you had, like, 30 unread text messages. I was like, are you ever going to get around to those? And you're like, eh, you know, eventually. I was like, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, like, 29 of them. Just just delete them at this point. Dude, it, it's bad, dude. It's really bad. And it's, like, I, I, like, I've read studies on it that, like, some people just have that general personality where, like, they don't. Like some people, when they see a text message, they see it, view it as like an immediate concern, right? Yeah. But other people see it and they kind of see it as like, ah, uh, another another notification and like a sea of notifications I've gotten today. <laughs> it's so like, unfortunately, I'm the latter. It's so like this, and this used to really affect me in my like dating life back in the day. I mean, back in the day, like I'm an old man, but like, like previous to previous to this year, like my dating life, like I would constantly get girls who would be like are you ghosting me? And I look at the message and I'd be like, what? And then I'll look and I'm like, oh shit, she texted me three days ago and I didn't respond. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not ghosting you. I'm just a fucking idiot. No, I just completely ignore things. Yeah, I'm just just, like, I didn't even realize you texted me because I'm an idiot. And when I see a text message, something in my brain says, read it later. (laughs) Yeah, no, my my worst thing I do is I'll see like a text message from my wife and I'll respond to it in my head. (laughs) Yes. And then to me, that counts as responding. And my wife. I do that all the time, too. Time. I know you do. Because I'll like text you a question and I won't hear back from you for like two hours. I'll text you again. And you're like, oh, shit. I, I responded in my head. I was like, whatever. That's cool, man. Um, or, or do you ever do that thing, steve where you literally type it out, but you don't press send? Yep. Yep. I'm just like, what is it? Draft? What is? Oh, send. There we go. That's that's the final. Not going to lie. It's happened with us all the time, Steve. Oh, we're like, you'll text me and it'll be like three hours later. I'll be like, why hasn't Steven responded to me? And I'll look up and I'll be like, oh, shit, because I never hit send. <laughs> you should just you should just send you shouldn't send that message like take that out save it somewhere else and then just respond with why didn't you just read what was in my sent box (laughs) (laughs) no but one time my wife took my phone and she opened up her messages on my phone and she goes i just want you to know it either looks like one you really really hate me or i just love talking to myself because it was just a wall of her sending me messages and me never responding because she'll text me something and i'll just go downstairs and talk to her and then i'll come back upstairs and do whatever i was doing but then she'll text me again and i'll go back downstairs because i just i prefer just talking face to face so there's no miscommunication but at the same time, I'm just like sitting there looking at my phone, being like, "My wife just sends me a lot of messages that I just never respond to." And I'm just a person, as my wife currently stands next to me, shaking her head at me, saying, like, "Yep, he's preaching the gospel." <laughs> she, she's trying to make sure the correct message comes out, so that way it's not tampered or changed. <laughs> oh my god, so true, so true, dude. Good stuff. But uh, Cleveland, what about you? What have you been 
Um, what what new nuggets of anime knowledge and great series that we need to know about the commoners need to know from your from your ivory tower? I'm actually so excited for this question, and I legitimately didn't like know what my answer would be until like I asked you the question and I was like well, what if he asked me what am I gonna say and I'm so glad that you said that because I finally remembered something that I think is huge like when I say huge like you know me Steven even though I read a lot of stories that actually makes me like a picky reader right because like I've read everything and like I know what I like and what I don't like yeah exactly this story that I'm about to drop on your ass right now this story has the potential to change the fantasy genre altogether. Like when you talk about the the character development, the world building, the um, mythology behind it, I truly think if given enough support, this thing could be huge, like huge. And it's a series. It's called The Iron Prince. It, okay, for a second there, I thought you were going to tell me it's called the Catholic Bible. <laughs> Oh my god, bro. Your ancestors are gonna haunt you in your grave. Steve. Oh, I know they are. They're gonna come after me. <laughs> but um, so this story, it's it's not a manga or a manhwa, even though I think it has the potential to be one. I think it could be a big one if it was picked up or if the creator decides to go that route. It's a fantasy story called uh The Iron Prince. You can find it anywhere. They sell it online. Um I, I listened to the audiobook, so that's kind of where I caught wind of it. And when I tell you, Stephen, this shit is mind blowing. It is truly mind blowing. The writer is, um, I believe it's Bryce O'Connor, who has done a couple of other projects as well that are, you know, pretty good. That are kind of have that fantasy element that you know he's built a, a small kind of fan base on. But Iron Prince, I think, is the thing that will really set this guy like apart from the rest. So it's basically, it's it takes place in the future, but in this future. Earth is no longer like the only planet humanity has kind of inhabited. Tech technological advances have allowed um, humanity to quote unquote reach into the stars. So they've literally to the point where like they have successfully colonized seven different galaxies or seven different solar systems. And so like they just continuously expand, you know, throughout space. And I don't want to give too many details for spoilers, but they continuously expand across space until they come across something that's called the Archons, which is another AI sentient kind of group of beings that are mainly mechanical. And the story, pretty much at this point in the story, there's like a big war going on between humanity and the Archons because um humanity got to a certain point in space exploration where like if they had gone any farther they would have been directly conflicted with the archons and so in order for humanity to explore more they had to like take care of the archons so they ended up kind of like pushing the archons back further into their own you know position in space and they were able to acquire more territory that way but the archons are so powerful that like that humanity can't really push them back any further and okay. so um the way that humanity has been able to kind of push back on the archons and continue their exploration is something they call a cad which is basically like your own personal iron man suit okay sold i'm done give it to me yeah so it's basically your own iron man suit and 
it's like you get it you know how you remember the, i forgot which marvel movie it was but you remember the first time we see tony stark take like his smartwatch and transform it into like his suit oh i think that's um civil war maybe I think it was Civil War because that's when um, remember someone attacked him when he was still in his suit and then he looked up like amazed like why the fuck is this person attacking me yeah no that's right I, I, I don't know I don't know I could be wrong but that that's that's where it comes to mind it could have been far sooner just knowing how Marvel has treated Tony I mean he's had crazy inventions this whole time so that's true like he always has like you know something that's gonna right but the first time I like truly happens. remember like him going from like casual to like Iron Man in like a really cool way was when he had like the it was like a smartwatch or like a bracelet or something. So with this story, it's the same concept. The cat starts off as a bracelet and you have to give a verbal command that says call. And when you do that, the cat transforms into a weapon and there are tiers. So it, it, it goes by like the the normal alphabetical tier. So, you know, A through Z um, A yeah. or not A through Z. But I think it's like A through F. F being the lowest rank, A being kind of like the highest of the normal ranks, with obviously S class being, you know, the strongest. And so depending on what class your cat is in, that lets you know what part of the transformation it's in. Like when you first get the cat, it barely gives you like a an elbow guard and like a shin guard. And then as you go up from like F to E, then the the armor covers a little bit of your legs. And then by the time you get up to, you know, A, you have like a full body suit. Oh, okay. So it's kind of more or less as the as the as the rank goes up, you're getting correct. And so our MC is someone called uh, Raiden Ward. And so the interesting thing about this society is because humanity has explored so far and has acquired so. I mean, we're talking solar systems worth of wealth. Poverty does not exist anymore because so many separate entities from Earth have acquired wealth through space exploration that they ha literally have too much money to spend so instead of just buying stupid outlandish shit that they don't need they start you know actually taking care of their poor and you know they're hungry and the people that are less fortunate so essentially if you're like a homeless person or like you're a poor person you get sponsored by like another rich family that takes care of you oh okay yes That's actually really interesting. so raiden ward is someone who um he's a ward of the government so that means he doesn't have a parent or anything he's pretty much an orphan but he's sponsored by the government because he doesn't have a parent and that's why he has the last name of ward and the reason and this is fucked up the reason why he's an orphan isn't because his parents died in some tragic accident or you know they're away you know at war and he can't see them until they get back it's because he was born with like a very intense bone disease Mm -hmm. that and essentially created like knives within his body like his body was destroying him from the inside out all right and so his parents were like yeah we don't want to deal with the medical cost of like fixing this kid his entire life so they just literally abandoned him which which is the flip side of having a society that takes care of anyone regardless of if they have a parent or not because it makes other parents some parents who might say, like, this is my responsibility. I can't get rid of this kid even if I want to because what's going to happen to the kid? Like, they don't have to worry about that anymore because they're like, we can get rid of him and the government will take care of him. 
That's crazy. Right. So they abandon him. And so he's a ward of the government with this crazy bone disease. So like the most of his life is nothing but pain. And he's really short, really skinny, and he doesn't really have much going for him. All he has going for him is something called CAD fighting. So imagine CAD fighters as like modern day gladiators. So because like with this new upgrade in technology and with CADs and whatnot, they decide to create like CAD gladiator style tournaments for revenue because like what is going to make more money than seeing these almost like godly like specimens fighting each other in, a, in an arena, you know, the same concept of like UFC or boxing or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, exactly. And so um, the fighters, like the top fighters, they actually get the option of either joining the war or just becoming a professional CAD fighter. And some might say like, why would the army let you choose between going to the war and doing becoming a professional CAD fighter if you're one of like the strongest you know, fighters. And the yeah. reason for it, even though the story gives us the real reason eventually, like the the kind of generic reason is because CAD fighting does a lot for military recruitment. So they're saying like, even though we're not putting them out in the field, the amount of new recruits that will enter the army because they're watching these CAD fighters makes it worth it. There's a there's yeah, another so, deeper reason completely separate that's a huge spoiler so I won't say it but like that's kind of yeah, like the like framework of it they're kind of using it as like um they're they're using the cad fighting as a way to like underhandedly promote the military exactly exactly okay and so Raiden as a child all he does is watch the cad fights and he's like extremely taken back by it because like they're like godlike beings to him a little boy who has a bone disease who can't really do anything with his life because he's so you know medically kind of uh or he's kind of like medically capped in terms of what he can do yeah like he can only do so much right he ends up worshiping these cad fighters and he, he like dreams of being one one day and so he works his ass off like with the bone condition and everything he gets into an academy that like trains kids to be ready to go to um like a collegiate academy So essentially, he pretty much works his way through like what we would call generically like elementary school and middle school and maybe even high school um, in order to get to like a good college. And so basically, he doesn't have any good specs, like he has no good uh, physical traits that will allow him to get into the academy he wants to get into. But the thing is, the person who truly runs the military is something called a mind, which is literally just like a sentient computer program almost. And the mind chooses Raiden because the mind, like, uh, how do I explain this? So like in order to get into like one of those prestigious colleges, you have to take like an entrance exam, which would be like your physical test and your mental test. Raiden, because he's such a nerd, he gets like a perfect score on the mental test. So he's already getting people's attention by like, holy fuck, this kid is really knowledgeable. But the problem is his physical side is so bad that these academies don't really see him as like worth it. You know, like what's good of all that knowledge if he doesn't have the physical ability to apply it. So the mind though, the mind sees Raiden's score and is like automatically intrigued by him. And so the mind has like a one-on-one interview with Raiden to see if he's going to give Raiden a CAD because once you pass the entrance exam, then the mind gives you a CAD of your own. And so he like talks to Raiden to see 
like, does this kid really deserve a CAD? And Raiden gives him answers that nobody else ever has. And so not only does he choose Raiden because of the hard work and the grit and kind of everything that it's taken for him to get to the level that he's at, but he also understands that Raiden has like the mindset for the CAD that he wants to give him. So he gives him a CAD that is completely different from all other CADs because it looks really bad because it has to like, um, it has to be a reflection of his own personal ability. So all the specs on the CADs are at like the lowest possible rank. And so everyone's kind of like making fun of him. Like you're, you have a fucking shitty CAD, but the one thing that the mind gives Raiden's CAD that no other CAD in the history of humanity has had is under the growth category. It gives him an S rank. Oh, which means his growth is essentially unlimited. Oh my God. So like they're pretty much giving him an extra boost because of that. Right. So then the Academy that he wants to get into when it comes, like when it comes down to them deciding, do we need to take him or not? Most of the, uh, like faculty or, you know, the staff, they don't want to take him. There's one girl named uh, Valera Dent, who is a former S rank CAD fighter and is one of Raiden's idols. She takes hold of Raiden and she sees like his, his mental score. She understands all of his medical history and everything he had to do to work his ass off to get to where he's at, where he's at. And she also sees that he has S ranked growth. So she's like, guys, I don't give a shit what his specs say right now. This kid has S-ranked growth and the mindset that no one else I've ever seen had. If we bring him into our academy, like sky's the limits of what he can become. So then the story pretty much, obviously, as you know, he's the main character, plot armor. He gets into that academy and the story kind of takes us through like his progression. And it's only been the first book so far. Um, the author is currently working on the second book and he should get it published. I believe he said it like at some point, maybe later this year, like in the fourth quarter of 2022, or maybe like the first quarter of 2023. But I recommend everyone to read it. Like the characters are so damn good like so good and they flip like the whole stereotypical gender narratives on its head it's 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 super realistic in terms of the fact that like you don't just have a bunch of characters that all look the same like we're talking about space exploration that involves all of earth so obviously the cast needs to be pretty fucking diverse if it, that wants to be realistic and it is and it's That's just crazy. And it's That's just insane. it's so good, dude. I and I, I highly recommend it to everyone. Again, the title is yeah, called Iron Prince, and it is a must read. Yeah, no, like I that that sounds like a killer series. Like that's definitely something I'm gonna go pick up later today. Like that just sounds dude. I think you'd there. love it because honestly, and I don't mean to like roast you on air, Steven, because I, I say this with love, but Raiden has a bunch of like inner jokes that are kind of like cheesy and i think in my head i'm always like oh that is such a steve joke <laughs> oh my god yes i need more of those i need all of the steve the bad bad jokes i need like raiden life. actually does remind me a lot of you in terms of his personality that's so funny because like raiden was like one of my old gamer uh tags oh yeah like, i, I would, remember I, yeah you did yeah, say like, that. that was one of my old ones because i loved and it was always funny because everyone always thought it was raiden from mortal kombat yeah and it's not it's raiden from uh, metal gear solid 2 ah okay <laughs> everybody else is like whenever i say they're like oh, oh okay and i was like yeah no one no one likes those games <laughs> i kind of i fell out of love with them but no i still love that character but 
no that sounds like a sick series yeah and um, so that's kind of what i've been reading um the other thing and like i i won't dwell on this i'll just say it real quick is the actually or is actually the sequel to solo leveling um the same studio that made solo leveling because solo leveling is now complete they made a sequel that isn't like it has nothing to do with the solo leveling story it's just made by the same studio so it has the same look the art is amazing in fact in my opinion it looks like they've actually upgraded from the solo leveling art and the mc is just like a total badass and if anyone has is looking for like something to read that's similar to solo leveling like it's called the disaster or it's called the return of the disaster class hero and it's it's just it's mind-blowing so far it's been really good that's also gonna go on my list it's like every (laughs) single time we do one of these episodes dude i get like 50 more things i gotta read yeah that 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 is the uh consequence of having me as a friend (laughs) It is. It's like legitimately every three days I get a text message from being like, dude, you got to check out the series. I'm like, dude, I'm just I I can't even, I haven't even gotten to Tower of God yet. Yeah. Like, that's going to become like my like Mount Everest of series. Like if I can ever catch up with the Tower of God. Good luck. I will. I will just die a happy man. I'll be like 94 years old and be like, and that's the final chapter. Steven, you, know, you know what we'll do is we'll have like a race. Like one day you and me at some random point in time, we're going to make a decision and it's going to be like, you're going to read Tower of God, and I'm going to catch up on One Piece, and we'll see who finishes first. <laughs> okay, I, I like at least Mount Olympus—not Mount Olympus. At least Mount Everest is climbable. You're just trying to fly to the moon and back by yourself. Like that's impossible, sir. I want to start One Piece so much, but oh like I—it's just there's too much to catch up on. Dude, that—that—that's like me and Naruto. Oh yeah. I, I always want to start watching or start reading it. I'm just like, I don't have the time to do it. So like the yeah, the biggest problem with Naruto, like in terms of reading it, is like you never have that per what you need is that person that lets you know like this looks like a daunting task, but you can eliminate at least like twenty-five percent of this episode list as like fillers. And, and I'm being generous when I say twenty-five, it's probably closer to like forty, fifty percent. <laughs> yeah no like a lot of people have told me it's like oh just you know find a find a watch list and go do it that way but like i always i love reading manga and so like i started trying to like i bought the first volume of naruto or naruto i don't know why i keeps calling it naruto like an idiot (laughs) uh i bought the first volume of naruto and i was like cool and then i went to try to find the second one it is out of print everywhere (laughs) I found it on eBay for $89 and I went, go fuck yourself. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And so like, I, I was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I was talking to you or one of our other friends, but they were like, um, Oh, check. Do you, are do you sign up with Viz on their subscription? And I was like, what's that? And so I went to their website and it's like two bucks a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you get pretty much everything from them that's published through their publishing house which is uh, that are you talking about um viz media viz media yeah yeah. and so like i'm just gonna start reading it through there oh yeah that's no that's a good way um what i would at least break it down by chapter don't they it's not like the entire oh they do they do and what i would say about viz media too um just to keep in mind um like because you're gonna get to a point where like you're caught up on you know a very popular series is like keep in mind viz media releases all their shit on like the official date which is like that sunday but there will be a lot of spoilers from like Thursday to Sunday that you'll have to avoid because what yeah. happens is like 
a lot of people will like rescan the official Manwa scans and release them early as like like to get them out on like free sites. So like for me, because I have a, a subscription to Viz Media as well. And so like for like Jujutsu Kaisen or something like that, like I have to make sure like Thursday through like up until that Sunday that like I have to hide notifications from like my favorite like Jujutsu Kaisen reviewers. Oh, that's got to be so freaking hard <laughs> yeah. just not to have to get those. Yeah, but um, I was on I was on Instagram today and there were people just posting shots from the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, you already know that. And I'm like, dude, just stop. <laughs> like, I understand you have a camera in your phone, but like, stop. It's yeah, it's because there's like there's like this subconscious need for humans to be first at something. And, and I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, you're also spoiling it for people who are, like, waiting, or they, like, they right. want to go see it with somebody, or they're like, I don't feel comfortable in a movie theater yet, so I'm going to wait till it gets released, and it's like, now they can't even go on, like, any social media sites, because now everyone's posting this bullshit. It's it, so stupid. Does Instagram have a spoiler tag? If, if they do, no one gives a shit. <laughs> right, no one's ever fucking used it. Like, if they don't have it, they, you might want to incorporate that Instagram because I'm telling you, there are some channels I go on on Discord where, like, you hit you hit the chat and it's nothing but darkness. <laughs> yeah, no, like, that's why I love Discord because Discord, they'll have, like, channels of shit or they'll just block shit out of where you can put it as spoiler and it just blocks it out. Yeah. So you don't even accidentally see something. Right, exactly. But, like, Facebook and Instagram and, like, even, like, goddamn TikTok, it's just spoilers everywhere. And I'm like, what's even the point of going to see the movie anymore? Dude, it's I like, everyone talks about how they don't want people to lose jobs. And I was like, then stop putting shit on the internet <laughs> dude i dude i i kid you not bro like literally because like it was released on a like thursday night correct yeah yeah so i'll i remember the next day like getting ready to get myself in the mood to go see the movie and i already knew about like the crazy twist i won't say it because even though it's been yeah. out i don't want to spoil it but you know what twist i'm talking about like i already yeah, knew exactly it. it's like well and like i remember like and like we could talk about this off air but like i see other things where people were just doing art and like you know they just like saw like theories of what was going to happen in the movie and so they just drew art for inspiration and everyone's in the comments screaming it's like you spoiled the movie for me you ruined everything yada 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 and the dude's like i drew this three months ago and i just wanted to post it <laughs> right. it has nothing to do with the movie i just drew it it's right like, exactly it's like they're getting mad at artists for just doing an artistic thing but then people who post shit like that online everyone's like thanks for sharing it's like no fuck you for sharing right it's just yeah it's i don't know man like i'm i'm so weird about like my own fandom like i'm like you like you remember how you said earlier like if someone like if a bunch of people tell you to watch something it makes you not want to watch it yeah like for me and like i don't want to sound like pretentious or anything like that because it, it it's not that but it's like when I see everyone like at the same time getting excited for like Spider-Man, in my head, I'm almost like, where were you the past 11 months before this month? Yeah, no, like, you know what I mean? want to jump on that bandwagon because like everyone else is excited about it. Right. But the rest of the year, they don't give two shits about it. No, And what I mean by that, and like, again, I'm not trying to shit on anyone. You're excited. You're allowed to be excited for whatever yeah. the hell you want. But, but it, it's unfortunate sometimes when there are creators out there and i'm obviously i'm not talking about you or myself because we just started doing this shit but there are creators like og creators that like literally dedicate their time 
like all year round to talk about their favorite, you know, specific content. Like there are Spider-Man creators that do nothing but talk about Spider-Man all the time. And they built like a mini career for themselves off doing it. And then they get overshadowed at a point when they should matter the most because now everybody's talking about Spider-Man. So like nobody cares about what they're saying because there's a thousand other people saying the same things. Yeah. And you just, and like my hope for that is I really do hope like the people who do like fight for the series that they're passionate about and that they love keep doing it so that when there are these lulls that people do find them or they're lucky enough where they stumble across them on YouTube because, you know, they just had that magical algorithm that matched with what should be on this dude's like, um, you know, suggestions page or whatever. And I just hope that those guys keep doing it because the people who are just writing the popularity for that short moment, just to be like, quote unquote, on the inside of everything. Yeah. Those people drive me nuts and they make me mad because I'm like, you can be excited for it, but stop trying to say like you're a fan the whole time, the rest of the year. Right. When you're only excited when things currently are like, like if you're like, oh, the new movie is coming out. I have to talk about Spider-Man. Right. But when the last comic came out, or the last issue came out or any kind of theories came out, you don't give that any limelight, but it's only because it's a movie that you'll talk about it. Exactly. There's other dude. forms of that, that, that material that people are excited about that need time in the sun as well. Right. Exactly. And that's where like, it just, it hurt. It kills me when people are like, Oh, if it's not in a movie, I'm not going to read it. Mm -hmm. And like, I used to be that way. I used to be somebody who would only see the movies, but I'm slowly getting more and more into reading. Mm -hmm. And like, it's something that I'm realizing myself being like, um, I want to be able to support people like on Webtoons. Like when I first found a couple series on Webtoons, I loved, I wanted to like send these people money or I wanted to give them a way to support. And I just feel like those ones are so harder to support and like give them the, platform that they need whereas everyone else is just soaking up the attention and not allowing these people to breathe absolutely because like where i first saw it and like again i'm not just speaking to you know just be an asshole and rain on people's parades but like i've seen the shit happen and like the biggest example i can think of is in the game of thrones community again a lot of amazing creators in the game of thrones community um a lot of people that put in the hard work a lot of people that you know put in the time to stand out from other people but at the same time like there's one specific person that i always think of which is tony teflon um has a youtube channel teflon tv this guy is truly like the godfather of game of Thrones theories like he was doing game of Thrones theories before the show even came out when it was just the books and the most impressive thing is like those theories that he came with before the show even started like a shitload of them came correct, like word for word, the way he explained it. And yet he doesn't get nearly as much credit as some of these other quote unquote Game of Thrones, you know, YouTubers or content creators because that didn't start doing it until after the show came out and was popular. And it's like, yeah. here's an OG who was doing it before it was even popular and you're not giving him attention, but some random newbie who just join the hype train is suddenly deserves your attention like i just it, it's something that can't be helped it's gonna always happen but every time i see it i just shake my head like ah the injustice yeah and there and there are like and like you know i think we've both said it now like we're not trying to rain on anybody's parade we're not trying to call people people we're not trying to call out people and whatever but like there are certain people like for me there's one streamer i watch a lot 
um, called Tim the Tatman, and he talks about anime a lot. Um, but he does not make that his like main focus of who he is. He's a he's a Call of Duty player. He plays, um, and he does a lot of that stuff. But he does give attention to certain series. Like I think when Demon Slayer's movie came out, he talked about that for a little bit. Okay. Um, and but he doesn't make that his core focus. He doesn't only talk about it during that time. Or he doesn't just try to be like, oh, well, this movie's coming out. I'm going to try to bring in all the attention to me. He just kind of says it quickly and then goes on and talks about his normal stuff. Whereas, like, I think when there's other people who are legitimately soaking up all the attention just because they know it's going to agree with the algorithm. Yeah. Those are the people that drive me nuts, I think. Right. Oh, and you can spot that so quick. Like, maybe, like the average person wouldn't care to spot it but like if you're like a a legit fan of the content you can spot it when someone's just making a video to kind of go along with the trend as opposed to someone making a video because they're truly passionate about what they're speaking on yeah and i and i think that's kind of the 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 big thing yeah (laughs) um but uh in terms of kind of where we want to go moving forward with kind of our podcast so steven you know uh, I I I got I can't I can't lie to you. It's it's kind of hard not to go the route you were suggesting earlier when you went through like our greatest hits. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe you said Dance with Dragons was the most viewed. Yes, Dance with Dragons was the most viewed. <laughs> Everyone clap for Cleveland. Everyone clap for Cleveland. It's Cleveland Hour. No, no, yes, that's no, that's not I, what I mean. If anything, all the all the glory goes to George R. R. Martin. But well, um, true, true. You know, our George R. R. Martin, who are right. But like, so my mind. thing is like, so Steve, why do I keep saying like, holy shit, Steve? I don't know. Do you want to wait until the newer, like the actual House of Dragons series drops before we go back into Dance of Dragons, or do you want? to like continue kind of expanding the lore leading up to the show i'm good with either or part of me feels like because i feel like a lot of dance uh dance of dragons i feel like a lot of that lore and information we we covered very well in that episode agreed i feel like we should wait until the series comes out you know yeah fingers crossed that's being released and everything and nothing goes to shit um but then I think we can start taking, you know, parts of the show and parts of the lore and like really seeing where are they going right? Where are they going wrong? Mm-hmm. What areas of the story arc do we want to see more of, less of that kind of thing? I think that'll give us more material to work with. And then we can do kind of a week by week episode where people can kind of watch it along with us where we don't have to worry too much about spoilers because we can even like push it, you know whenever it's released and then do the following week. So people have an entire week to do it, or we'll try to like bracket the episode being like, Hey, starting now we're doing spoilers or, you know, or just wait till the very end of the episode to do spoilers and that kind of stuff. Um, but I think doing it at once the series comes out, I think will be a, a little bit of an easier way to flow through the, the content. So in turn, we then have to figure out, where to go from there because we there's there's a ton of content we can do within game of thrones i know you have a mass amount of knowledge and you know more stuff about that series than i do because i've only gone through it once i should definitely reread the series again but i think with the next episode i think we should start diving into season two of the witcher 
I'm down because I got a lot to say about that shit. I know you do, and I was I I enjoyed a majority of that series, uh, that season two of Witcher. I thought it was really well, but we can definitely dive more into that in the next week's episode. Absolutely, I will just say one name and one name only: Ryan's. Don't worry, guys. If you're just as confused as I am, <laughs> you're not alone. Welcome to this side of the table. Um, I'll be excited to know more about that next week. Do you think we're going to do the whole series in one episode or should we break it up? Do a couple episodes? Yeah, we can, we can do a couple episodes. Okay. I might have to like rewatch it and see how how much goes on because there's a lot of I think I feel like there was a decent amount of filler in this season. But... Yeah. Well, the thing about the Witcher TV show um it was mainly in the first season, but you're starting to see it kind of in this season too. Is like they're blending themes from multiple books into the shit. Yeah. So I it, it was I was catching some stuff I recognize from books. Too. Right. So it may be beneficial to do multiple episodes so we can make sure that we give the listeners the full context of what is actually going on on the show as it pertains to what actually happens in the books. Yeah. No, that makes that makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, so uh, I don't know. Cleveland, how do you think it went? It, it just, can we still do this? Do we know what we're doing? Uh, I think so. I mean, I haven't had anyone kick down my door saying shut the fuck up yet. So, Well, I did, but that was just my wife and I kicked Oh, that's, that's normal, dude. That's normal. I just had to lock the door. That's so just that's how she says she loves them. you. Yeah, then the cops come and it becomes a whole complicated mess. It's so <laughs> and then it's the you remember this? <clears throat> have you ever seen the movie uh, What Happens in Vegas? Oh yeah. Remember yeah. when they're doing the therapy and dude comes in with like a fake black eye? Yep. <laughs> That'll be you, except it'll be an actual black eye. It'll be a real one. Yeah. Don't worry, my <laughs> wife and I we love each other. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out, um, and we will definitely catch you in the next one. Yep. Peace out, guys.